so, so important for us as the mechanics of relationships to steer the man in the direction of marriage from the very first time he lays eyes on us. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Do you hear those wonderful waves? That is because I am coming to you from the balcony of my wonderful room in Jamaica. Yes, I'm actually on my honeymoon. Yes, and my hubby is sleeping soundly, so I snuck out with the good Wi-Fi that's here uh, onto my balcony to do a quickie, no pun intended, podcast about marriage. It's really wonderful here, and I'm having a wonderful time. Many of my followers and clients, you know, they want to know more about the wedding and maybe a little bit about my marriage, etc. And I'm quite a private person, and I like to be private, especially where my hubby is concerned because he likes it that way. I like it that way for sure. And I actually think that keeping these things private in a way is very, very good for the two people involved in a marriage. So you may hear a little bit of sound. There's some men appearing to be doing some work on a type of, looks like a little hut or shack that might be being um, fixed for maybe some water sports activities or something like that. But otherwise, it's super early here. And wow, how wonderful to wake up, open your doors, and be on an incredible balcony. There is this enormous bathtub that's out of the balcony. Yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. I hope that if you decide to have a destination wedding or a retie the knot ceremony for an anniversary or just a wonderful getaway, you will consider connecting to Cookie Randall at travelbycookie at gmail.com as she was the person I reached out to for my destination wedding. And she couldn't have been more helpful, and it was a really great experience all the way around. So I encourage you to do that. And if you tell her that you heard about her on this podcast, 
and give her code WONDER, then you too can get great service. Regardless, you'll get great service. But if you do, you will get a discount on your honeymoon, wedding, retie the knot ceremony, or just your vacation. I encourage you to do that when married because it's very, very important to continue to get away and have romantic experiences. Speaking of that, I want to make this, again, very short because uh, I want to be available to my husband for the rest of the time and not be working. I'm a worker. I like to be working. I enjoy my work. I love working with the clients I am fortunate enough to get to work with, all of it. Uh, But as we know, men, no matter how much they like to work, they like us to be free and unencumbered by stressors when with them. As much as I'm saying that, I want to talk about marriage in a way that might be a little different than what we think of when we talk about marriage. Because unfortunately, marriage now is at a record low. Yes, according to some things I've been reading, in 1960, which feels like a lifetime away, I mean, it's a long time ago, however... 72% of all adults ages 18 and older were married. And by 20, let's see, by 2011, only 51% were married. And I assume that that is going down. Hopefully, actually, there's an increase. Because... I think it is so, so important for both people, men and women, to be married, even though we as women, we do not need to be married, to be completely committed, all in, faithful, loyal, all of it. We're bonded through time and sex. So we don't need marriage the way that men need marriage. And you know, I talk about that all the time. The plane's going over. (laughs) People coming to Jamaica, I don't know if you can hear them. It's so important that we understand, as women, how vital marriage is for men in their lives, for their health as well as to make them the best men that they can be. Because, as you know through my puppy principle, men need to make a decision to take us on as a responsibility they see commitment as being. Just like we love all puppies, big, small, short, tall, thin, not thin, black, white, red-coated, whatever, The puppy looks like, we love it. We want to be around it. We are drawn to puppies like men are drawn to women. So we love them all. 
but we have to be in a certain state in order to adopt them. Once we do adopt a puppy, we commit to it and bond to it in a way that we don't commit and bond to all other puppies, no matter how much we want to be around them, pet them, touch them, all of it, we're committed to our puppy that we adopt. We live up to that responsibility that we've taken on and that we've shown the world we've taken on. And that is marriage. A man needs to first make a decision and then he needs to prove to the world that he makes good decisions and above all, lives up to the decisions he makes. So, so important for us as the mechanics of relationships to steer the man in the direction of marriage from the very first time he lays eyes on us. I recently did a post on my social media, Instagram, Facebook, etc., about the danger of being uber, for lack of a better word, sexual or in some ways provocative on social media. And what's interesting about this is it's not even being scantily dressed or uh, out there with your body, so to speak. If you go to certain social media pages of women, you will see that the posts are selfies of them in various poses, looking in a, it's an old-fashioned saying, a come-hither way, being super, super attractive, their energy going out to others. It's a sense that you get from certain photos and an energy that comes across for men in a way that doesn't get women the results they're looking for from the one man that they would like to give them love not the thousands of men that are giving them likes. So you'll see that post on my social media. And I want you to take a look because what I talk about there and I talk about on podcast number 18 and 19 here is one of the most important things for mostly, I would say, younger women certainly under the age of 35, but as we are getting younger, as we grow older these days, more mature women need to see this too. Definitely need to see it. Because men in their male brain, their deepest male brain, need to trust a woman in a way that they feel comfortable taking her on as a wife. And they will not be able to do that, and they're very, very simple in this way, if they view your social media 
as being at all come hither to other men. This is so huge, ladies. I can't even tell you. And what is very, very disturbing is that women come to me and say, but I need to be putting myself out there on social media as a way to attract men. Oh my gosh. It is so not the case that you need to do that. You will do it for sure. You will attract thousands of male followers if you do it. If you make yourself look, uh, it's not even sexual in a way that most people would say, well, I'm, I'm not being a Kardashian necessarily, like with semi-nude photos or whatever. I'm not even talking about that. Sometimes they are. But even one of those photos on your social media will turn a man who is marriage-minded away. He won't stop seeing you. He won't tell you. But what you will get is the mixed messages. And you will not feel like you have a solid relationship with a man who adores you and that it's heading somewhere. And it can be as simple as him looking at your social media and because of the Madonna-whore dichotomy that's in the deepest-brained male being, they cannot see their way clear for marrying you. Seriously, go to episode 18 and 19 and listen more on a deeper dive about that. But when I see these statistics falling, it's a bit disturbing. I also think there's something else at play here with the marriage statistics the way being the way they are and declining. So Pew Research finds that the number of new marriages in the United States declined by 5% between 2009 and 2010. A 5% drop in one year. Now, some people say, well, that can be related to the economy. But I actually think it's much more related to what is happening with the way people are dating. And that concurrently, people do not want to have the marriages they see likely their parents having had, with the divorces their parents went through, their grandparents perhaps, their other friends perhaps, but they become fearful of having marriages that don't work. I, I get that. And what I propose for each couple is to have your marriage. 
And that, again, is going to be in large part fostered by you and navigated by you as the female being a mechanic in the relationship, keeping the relationship car on the road, and you do that in a number of ways. I'll talk about that in a moment. Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. Okay, so how do you navigate getting to marriage and then also keeping marriage alive and designing your marriage? That's very complex in a way. And what I work with, with women in my GPS program, the groom positioning system, because many women come to me with a man they know they would like to be with in a committed, long-term relationship. And we talk about this, about the chances of marriage and the chances of making the marriage what that woman would like it to be vis-a-vis that particular man, whether children are going to be involved, etc., etc. It's so important to do and to be working with someone in a way that they can have that objectivity about your needs and wants and the way you are presenting things to the man vis-a-vis his personality his desires it's it's quite complex and what the work in the GPS program is about when a woman gets an engagement from a program it's so wonderful there's been nine I only work with a handful well I'd say two handfuls uh, about 20 women at a time and this year there's been nine engagements a few of them actually marriages, meaning that they got married this year, but all nine engaged. And age ranges everywhere from uh, early 30s up to, trying to think what the oldest is, but into 40s and 50s. So it runs the gamut. And I'm so happy about that because, again, I'm about marriage because it works to keep a man committed in a way that he will not be simply in a living situation, living together situation, or dating situation. And when I say that, of course, there are the eclipses and the unicorns. But when I talk here, I talk about the median and the average and the way most men view things, the large majority, not about the unicorns on either end of the scale. If you are with someone, it's so important to be setting yourself up for success 
and the most successful you will be is through marriage because that's when he is the most committed. Listen to a lot of the other podcasts about more of that and also go to my book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. It's everywhere you can purchase a book. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, your local bookstore, you just have to order it. Not a problem. One problem that is out there is the way people are meeting and not coming together even through meeting online or even to get to meetings online. And there was a wonderful article in Psychology Today, and this is back a few years ago, but again, predicated on Pew Research. And the, the article in Psychology Today is entitled, Why Millennials Are Failing to Shack Up. And they use shack up, but it is also failing to marry and even failing to have the experiences that previous generations had. In other words, what's interesting about this article is that they found that people are thinking that millennials are out there having lots of sex and hooking up and all kinds of different dating partners, and that really isn't the case, or all different kinds of sexual partners as well, and that isn't the case. So this data uh, was certainly part of a Vanity Fair article entitled Tinder and the Dawn of the Dating Apocalypse and that Generation Y is synonymous with hookup culture. However, they found that it's actually not that Generation Y is hooking up very often. According to the Journal of Sex Research, only 31.9% of college students from 1988 to 1996 reported having more than one sexual partner in the past year, compared to a nearly identical 31.6% of today's students between 2002 and 2010. Another study found that millennials have fewer sexual partners than any other generation since our grandparents, who at the same age, averaged just two partners each. So why would that be? It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense given our culture now. But when you look at it a little deeper into what is going on in our society technologically and how people are meeting and that they are meeting online, it makes sense. It goes on to say that from the prevalence of online dating, it's easy to see why people assume millennials are hooking up all the time. These tools should make that easy. But according to Boston University professor Donna Freitas, young people today don't know how to get out of the hookup culture, but not so much that they're hooking up the way we deem it as uh, sexually, but that the problem is they don't even know how to start meeting up. They say, online dating frequently never progresses offline. Pew surveys revealed that a third of online daters have never actually gone out with someone they met online. A third. And despite common usage among millennials, Tinder boasts 26 million matches a day, a mere 8% 
of those 18 to 29 year olds met their partner online. It's really important how you go about online to get something going. So they say that there are many reasons why online dating isn't fruitful. And there's a whole host of, of reasons why. One of them, 54% of online daters reported meeting someone who seriously misrepresented themselves in their profile. Yes. Then there's the attractiveness issue. So online daters also tend to chase the top percentage of attractiveness even if it's an unrealistic match. According to the psychologist Robert Burris, a good-looking woman receives roughly four times the messages an average woman does and 25 times as many as what are deemed unattractive. This makes sense online because men, we go back to, love looking at super sexual and attractive women they do but that doesn't mean they are going to have relationships with them it doesn't even mean they're going to meet them because ladies even the most attractive of women and I know from my clients who you know I've seen their pictures I understand what's happening for them that they have as difficult a time as the rest of us in terms of online dating. There's good news, though. When you go about online dating in a different way, you can get much better results. If you are serious about wanting to meet someone and get a real relationship going, Online is still a very important component in doing that. Here's another problem before we talk about solutions. That Priya Parker, expert in residence at the Harvard Innovation Lab, calls the problem with online dating FOBO, fear of better options. Parker says that millennials suffer from persistent anxiety about the ones that got away. The more options we see, the more we'll fear choosing the wrong one. And in this way, the thick market of online dating paralyzes us with possibility. That's a, a very entrenched uh, concept that the more options we have, the more difficult it is to make choices. And that's what's happening with us in the technological age, where heretofore in, say, our grandparents' or great-grandparents' time, even many times our parents' time, that you basically had a small pool of folks from which to choose a partner. And that is either in high school, in the workplace after high school, or even in college where, again, it was folks at your school, not all over the community. And even the folks at your school, the ones that you had a chance to be meeting, not 
the 40,000 that might go to your university, 20,000 of them being male, 20,000 being female, possibly. You see, it, it's just overwhelming for men. And that's why presenting ourselves in a way that minimizes that. And I do that in my online program, One Love, online to never-ending love, seven steps to digital dating success. It's a game changer. Women in my program do really well with getting dates with men and not wasting their time with, with things that A, go nowhere, but even wasting their time getting to a possible meeting. It's so simple. I give the wording, how to do it. It really is quite easy and freeing because you, once you do it in this way, you can then set about living your life, doing the things that you like to do, and then exploring the other ways that people meet men, which you know, the normative everyday ways of meeting men, being out, doing what you love to do, meeting through friends. Uh, I met my husband, now husband, through friends. I just talked to Taz the tailor about his work and his love and his really romantic love story. Listen to that on episode 39. You know I talk about his work here, how much I love it. He does so much for for the the planet and then for women because he's using materials that would otherwise go into landfills to make beautiful one-of-a-kind pieces. And he uses refugee women to do the sewing and their craftsmanship is is just beautiful. I want you to check out on Instagram click on my highlight of love and you will see a video of our wedding. Sid is wearing one of these beautiful bow ties handcrafted by Taz the Taylor. He, he really looks great. I love it. He loved it. It was just what he wanted, which is so great. And then I play a little bit of my part in that Everything I have on, from my wedding dress by Nicole Miller, to my shoes and my clutch or wristlet, whatever you want to call it, is from Thread Up. I, I just couldn't have been happier because it was really such a good feeling for me to be doing this and, and uh, utilizing a dress it's beautiful. Uh, I put it on and was at once just, this is it. And, you know, not putting my footprint out there in a way that I would have otherwise. So uh, take a look at that again on Instagram under my highlight of love. Connect with me there uh, for my quotes, sayings, information. I'd love to connect with you there as well as here. I hope you got from today that it's really important to do a bit of your own 
research into why things are going the way they are going for you. A lot of it could be the social milieu you are in, meaning what you are following and doing because everyone else is doing it. Here's the problem, ladies, that the male mind in terms of taking on a wife or completely committed partner, that has not caught up with technology. And that does not change. It is fixed in the heterosexual male brain just the way it is fixed for us as women that we commit through love alone and we bond through time and sex. If we love a man, we're completely committed. We don't need to make a decision about it. Unlike men who need to make a decision that they will commit and then every day work to live up to that decision. Very, very different for us as males and females. Try and do as much as you can to be working on yourself in this way of understanding. Because once you do, it is, like my online program and like GPS, a game changer. I work with each individual woman according to how she presents to a man what she's actually doing and we work to tweak what will be best for her to get what she desires and deserves. You can do that. I'm here because I believe every woman deserves to have a committed, wonderful man who is devoted and bonded so that she can feel secure in that love and that he can as well. Because if he does not feel secure in the relationship vis-a-vis trust and loyalty of the woman, he cannot commit and bond. And you may think, well, he should know me. However beautiful, sexual, free, and, and everything that I am, he should know that I, as a woman, will not be cheating and he has nothing to worry about. Well, ladies, if only, if only that were true of most men, it is not. What is true about men is that they must feel that for themselves and no matter how faithful, wonderful, loyal you are, if he cannot believe it vis-a-vis his perception, you cannot make him feel differently. And we've all heard that saying, uh, perception is, I forget the exact saying, but something like perception is reality. Well, in this case it is, and that's why your social media needs to be done in a way that allows a man to see you as a possible wife and mother of his children vis-a-vis his 
security level and needs. And you'll never know what that is because he won't tell you. Really interesting stuff that's much more contextual than we would like to believe. But it is why very, very wealthy men feel they have an upper hand in that way. And you see that play out. Celebrities, uh, wealthy businessmen, politicians, etc. They're the eclipses and the anomalies on the scale. But for the rest of us, it is very important for us as women to pay attention to these deep-brained needs, deep wiring of males, and attend to that so that we get the love we desire and deserve. I believe that is the way for all of us, men and women, to be the happiest and certainly the healthiest in relationships and for children to get all that they need and the possibility of two parent households and families. And you can have that with just a bit of focus and work on yourself. That's what it's all about. We talk about that in my programs that while there is this man there, like in the GPS program or women who've gotten to a certain place with men from online dating, that it is still the work that we do on ourselves that produces the great results with men because we are the mechanics. We keep the relationship oiled, have gas in it, moving in the direction of the long forever journey to peace and happiness. So with that, I am going to say farewell to you from Jamaica and the waves. (laughs) So I hope that you will connect with me. Go to Instagram and and look at our little video. I I hope that you will uh, like it and see our uh, day play out in a short little video. But um, we love it, and I will keep it up there regardless of putting other stories. And I can't wait to hear yours. If you'd like to be part of this podcast, connect with me at realcoachingconversations.com. Fill out a brief questionnaire, and we could be talking here soon about your story, sharing your story, your experiences, and getting a little coaching from yours truly. Remember, if you have a man in your life, and for any man that you might meet, You want to be making him wonder in the right way that produces the divine right results that you deserve. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. 
If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.